this is a talk about the sandwich generation and what that implies from a community standpoint. Are you tapping into the power of community? Why not? Join us for Let's Talk Community, where George and his guests discuss the communities they belong to and how they've tapped the power. We all have communities we belong to, and we can easily tap into them to grow our business, advance our careers, make changes in our personal lives, and of course, in our relationships. Join us. You might learn something. Hello, everyone. This is George Diaz, and I'm bringing you another episode of Let's Talk Community. And in our podcast episode this week, I want to talk about the family community and a lot of things that apply, because at, at its essence, it sounds really simple, but there's so much about it. And in order to talk this one over and really get into this, I invited my good friend, Raul Lois. Hey, Raul. Hey, George, how are you? So I've known Raul well over a decade. Uh, our kids are really good friends. Our kids actually went to college together. Uh, our wives actually met before we did, which is probably classic in most situations anyway. And um, I mean, just to, to give you an idea how close we are at our, at my daughter's wedding, Raul and his wife sat at our table. So we're pretty tight. And we also have in common the fact that we have kids who are all kind of, you know, they're all adult children. We each have grandkids by one of our kids and we each have um, in-laws that are in the picture, um, you know, and are dependent upon us. So, you know, I want to say this is a talk about the sandwich generation and what that implies from a community standpoint. So, I figured Raul would be a good guy to bring into this one so we can talk about it. Yeah, well, absolutely, man. You hit it right on the head. You know, we've known each other. It's funny, I was thinking about it before coming on, you know, how long we have known each other. And, you know, going back to, uh, you know, school, I guess elementary school, where the, uh, where the girls were at St. Louis. And, you know, they started doing the, the parrandas. That's where we uh, kind of met the girls before we even met you guys. And, yeah, I mean, the, there were... The par parrandas are Puerto Rican... Christmas carols, but that doesn't do it justice. But anyway, it's yeah, <laughs> much louder. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's 15, 20 years. And uh, we've seen, you know, we've really grown, you know, as, as, a, as a friendship through, uh, you know, through a lot. And, and we've seen a lot of stuff. And yeah, I mean, when you talk about sandwich generation, I feel like I'm on a triple decker sandwich, you know, like a Big Mac with three, uh, three layers of bread. It is. Between, you know, in love. It's funny. We're technically empty nesters. And yet, we are so full of, you know, the kids who are independent, yet there's some dependency there, or at least we want to believe there's a dependency there. You know, the grandkids, we, we, you know, we want to be a part of, and my daughter's still kind of looking at me, scratching her head as to why is it that you're being so like passive with the kid when you used to like be not so gentle when I did something wrong? And then, you know, in-laws, my parents unfortunately passed some years back, but my wife's parents are very much alive and kicking and, and, uh, you know, they're old, you know, they're in their mid eighties and they're in you know, more need than they would be and more dependent on my wife and me supporting her dependent on me as well. So, yeah. And, and, and by the way, for, for those, I mean, you guys aren't going to know this, but uh, Raul and his wife are in the process of building an in-law quarters because uh, they're, you know, my, my father passed away. My mom's on her own. I have, I'm the oldest of six um, and I've got a couple sisters that live near my mom um, and she's nowhere needing help. That's just where she is right now. Uh, as opposed to Raul, where 
there's a big dependency. And um, as a matter of fact, your father-in-law, like my father, is, is in the different stages of dementia. And so that puts a big burden on the caretaker and then the caretaker for the caretaker, which is your wife, right? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, you know, the, the house that was supposed to be getting too big for us, it's now growing because we're building that extra space for them, you know, for them to be comfortable, right? They, they don't live here. They live in Nicaragua, but they spend a lot of time in Miami. So they come and they go. And when they come here, you know, they want to have some space, be able to move freely and then be able to have some comfort and, uh, and just, you know, be able to move period. And, um, so we're building that and, you know, it's, uh, for them to spend more time here and who knows in the future is going to be all the time here. And, you know, no, and, and knowing that there's someone, not a phone call and a flight away, but someone who's in the next room, Hey, we need something. And, um, I mean, just this, this past week, my, um, my in-laws who are, you know, my, my father-in-law's 86, my mother-in-law's close to 80 she was doing some walking in the neighborhood tripped fell down hit her head broke a finger and you know my wife is the one that's you know definitely got to help out my my father-in-law drove to where she was he's 86 uh you know he's he's in relatively good health but it's like okay me and my wife dropped everything went to the hospital to make sure they were being cared for and it's part of this community that they started, the older folks started. And, you know, I mean, at some point I was, you know, a young guy with, you know, one kid and then eventually three kids. And you're kind of growing into this, you know, it's almost like it's this community that's multi-generational and it's one community, but they're kind of like in a roller coaster where you've got different seats, the front seat that's just about to go over the edge, you know, unfortunately. And then you got like my little Francesca, my granddaughter, who's on the tail end. But what what happens in this community so that when it comes to the day, who knows, you know, 50, 60 years in the future that Francesca's on the front of the train, that the community just kind of moves from one generation to the other. Yeah, it, it is true, though. And, you know, it, it's I'm very aware of that. You know, I'm very aware and very conscious of the fact that those that came before us, you know, both my parents, my in-laws, that they built what we have today. Right. And they passed on to us that need for the family unit. What's so important for me. And, you know, what? It, it's funny, I guess, as I was younger, having, you know, the family come over and the in-laws and the noise, you're like, oh, my, you know, a little annoyed yeah, it, by it. It's a hassle. Right. And, and but as I get older now. I kind of look for that. I kind of look for it and I find myself in a position where I try to now blend with my kids' friends, you know, when they're around and, you know, they're, you know, my daughter and her husband in Orlando and, and the grandkids, they get together with their friends and their families. And I love hearing their stories and kind of hanging out, no longer trying to be the one that's telling them what to do or how to do it, but just kind of, you know, sucking in when they're taking same with my kids here, you know, with my daughter, with my son and his uh, new wife. And, uh, and then with my in-laws and their friends and hearing those stories and kind of just bringing it all together and then just understanding that we're just one part of this bigger picture, which it, it's really cool. It, it's, it's, it's difficult at times, right? Because you really want to balance, you know, the, uh, you know the, the responsibilities that come with it, the ones, and, and I keep saying the ones that we, we impose on ourselves because with our kids, we want to think that they need us. And I think to some degree they do emotionally, but the reality is, 
they're off on their own, man. They got their stuff going, their jobs, their families, and and we want to still be the parents that they rely on. While the reality is, you know, they they don't. But well, and, but, and that, this is part of this transition because I, I'm with you. I I go, gosh, I I wish they would call me. It's almost like this need to be needed. Right. But as as it transitions over, I mean, I look at my in-laws. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't mean this in a bad way, but we don't need them as much, really. And now it's it's a turning of the responsibilities where they need us, right? Because of the natural tra- uh, transition. And and it, you know, at the beginning, if I look at Francesca, my grandkid, talk about needing your parents, right? I mean, she is a leech. And, and one, one that I appreciate, right? right? But now, how much does her mom, Gabriella, need me? Well, some. I mean, we do babysitting and we provide advice. And there's this transition to where my mom or my in-laws are, where it, it now you're flipping it, where right. the, the need is in the other direction. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you're right. You know, we don't need our parents. I mean, obviously, my, I'm not around, so I really don't need them. But yeah. my in-laws... You know, at their age, we don't need them necessarily. There's not a lot they can provide, you know, that we need. But at the same time, there's still this sense of we want to need them. And you still want to look up to them and, and kind of receive their approval for things and their support and their encouragement and even the little words of wisdom. You know, and there's still days that my mother will say something. At first, I'm like, oh, my God. Right. And then three seconds later, I'm like, oh, my God, that was the most profound thing she said all week. And probably didn't realize she said it. Right. Comes with 85 years of experience in, in life. And, and I think our kids, to a certain degree, do have that, even though they don't need us. They, they kind of do. And, you know, and, and we, you know, I mean, just like the other day with my, my, so my mom passed away, I don't want to say five, six years ago, maybe more. And um, I heard a story of a friend of ours whose son had passed away. My first instinct was call my mom and let her know. And it was like, oh, wait a second. It, it took three seconds for the thought to realize, like, you know, yeah, that's Right. But but I think that sense is still there and it's built. And, you know, to your earlier point, it, it's been passed down from their parents to my parents, to us, to our kids. And and that's what really makes it all really gel together. And, and that's why, you know, there's times when you know, our, our lives are really set in the next time we're going to be with someone, whether it's next time we're going to see, you know, whether my son comes over to dinner a couple of days a week. When, you know, when's Tuesday coming, right? Or when's Thursday coming? Or, right, right. You know, I, I, a little one, my, my youngest daughter, Mariana, like, hey, are you coming for dinner tonight? Are you going to be here? You know, and those kind of things. And when are we going to go to Orlando? When are my in-laws coming to town? Right. So the moment they come in, I start, you know, like complaining, but I still check, like, when are they coming? You know, because that's the important community. It's having people around. It's having, you know, even if it's like just, you know, griping at each other, but still, you know, gelling in a certain way. And, yeah, uh, but, when you look up, you know, up on the generations, you know, there's, you know, the, one of the commandments, honor your mother and your father. And this honoring kind of morphs from one, um, you know, when you're a little kid, you're an infant, a toddler, you know, honoring isn't a real big deal. Now, once you start getting older, there's a matter of respect, obedience, and things like that. Man, you get through your teenage years and you become like a total moron. Right. You know, I love teenagers, but poof, I remember being one and I was obnoxious and and I was one of the better ones. Right. Right. And uh, I, I even I wrote a blog recently where it's kind of like my dad started getting smarter as I got into my 30s. 
and that that sense of honoring um, is you know some some need whether it's you know some financial some advice or you know whatever those things to now with my in-laws because again I, I spend a lot of time with my in-laws and it's paying them a visit right and um, you know having them over for dinner like my mother-in-law broke her hand right so it's a little tougher for her to cook so we have you know we've had them over a couple times for dinner and that's a sense of that honoring right yeah it's um what was I thinking? The um, that was my train of thought. That's okay. We're 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 in our our fifties, and that's yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Well, you, you get back to that if you remember. Now let's start. I like to just you know if I single out someone, not not anyone that I know in particular, who doesn't quite have that. I mean, for me, I'm I'm the oldest of twenty six grandkids. And, and I'd be lying to you if I'd say that's a community because it's just so big that it's overwhelming, right? right. But if I look at, um, now I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, if, if I look at what I'm trying to build, right. um, I do that relative to this plan, right? But I, I run into people every once in a while that's like, there's this one lady and I, I know I'm picturing her in my mind. I won't mention her names. She's the last of her, literally. And right. she has her kids. Right. You know, for me, for you to finish off the Diaz is you've got to literally, you know, get rid of 200 people. Right. This is the last thing. If you're in a situation where that's the case, you can be the beginning of that, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in that situation, right? I'm the, not the last of the Loises, but it's my sister and I. I have, we have, I have two sisters. One of them who That's is, she's got advanced Alzheimer's and she's in a, you know, assisted living facility. And my other one who lives up in West Palm, and it's really her and I. So she's got her family, her husband, her two children, and two grandkids. And I've got my family, and, and we're like at the bottom of this kind of barrel. So we begin to kind of expand out now. Now we've got, you know, Lillian, my daughter's husband's family that we kind of, you know, take in. They're from Alabama. So we're kind of crossing state lines. You know, my, my, uh, my son and his wife, and they've got their, uh, their family, right? The, uh, her extended family. So we start kind of bringing that in and start kind of growing that way. And, it, it, you know, and, and you begin now looking at, being within our family, being the pillar of our group with the new grandkids coming in and trying to incorporate them all and trying to do the different things in the best way that we can, because we really don't, you know, there is no textbook for this. Right. And, and in your case, your sister's older than you, right? Yes, much. So I'm, I am, I mean, my mom's still around, but I am the oldest male in our family. Right. And so it's really interesting from the perspective of this, you know, this roller coaster we're talking about that I'm like the next one, you know, my mom passes away and she's only in her 70s. So, you know, who knows, but I'm on that end. And what I've noticed more and more, especially relative to my community or my tribe, is that I'm now thinking legacy. I'm now thinking how am I going to be remembered? And how is our family going to be remembered? Which is something I never thought about when I was just so busy either raising kids or a teenager and who the heck even thinks about the future. 
by the way, I, I remember what I was thinking when I lost my train of thought. It just sticks <laughs> You know, you talk about, you know, our, when we're teenagers, our parents are morons, right? They don't know anything. And, and that, my dad was, when I was born, my dad was, I was the youngest of three, and he was in his late 30s, so he was old when yeah. I was born. And um, so generationally, the parents of my friends were a lot younger than he was. And then we moved here. So he, I'm first generation, not even, I'm an immigrant, so my kids are first generation. Right. But it's funny that he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything about the American system or the schools or college, everything. And yet, he didn't know anything. That, But today, he's passed, you know, he's been gone 15 years. I quote him more often than anyone else. So I'm, I constantly find myself saying, well, my dad used to say, and my dad always did, and my dad and my dad. And it's like, so this guy that didn't know anything apparently knew everything, right? Yeah. And that is kind of a legacy that I think we build. And I don't think you do it intentionally. It's just being there, being present. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because my, my, my sister nicknamed my dad Sabiduria, you know, right. wisdom. wisdom. Right. Because my dad would have, my dad didn't say too much, but when, you know, it's like, you know, E.F. Hunt, when he said something, you kind of listen because he might right. be off and he, you know, and he had these ringers and my sister, no, because Sabiduria would have said like that. <laughs> the other thing too, is I remember, so I got married and immediately, so we're from Miami. I immediately moved up to Boca Raton because I had a job up there. And shortly before our wedding, my wife's car got totaled. Nobody was hurting anything, but the car was a total. And so we get um, <clears throat> we get uh, a check payment from the insurance company. Back in the days, they'd actually like mail you a check. Right. And I remember we get back from our honeymoon and it's like, oh, honeymoon, let's go shop for a car. So we went, we shopped for a car. And um, <clears throat> I remember calling my dad, hey, and we got a Toyota, um, Toyota Celica and it was really cool. Um, and I go, and my dad, you know, I was telling my dad, and my dad goes, um, oh, so, um, so, you know, how much you had to pay for down and whatever. And I go, this much. And he goes, is the check they gave you going to clear? <laughs> and I go, what do you mean, dad? I got the check. I deposited in the bank. And, you know, now it's not a big deal. But back then, they, they would put like a three, four, five-day hold on your check. So if you right. gave a check to the car dealership, and that other check hadn't cleared, the check was right. going to bounce. And it was like, really? <laughs> that how it works? And, you know, so here I'm running to the bank and my dad, I, I want to say my dad actually gave me, so he goes, son, here's some real money, put in the bank and then, you know, pay me back in a couple of days or whatever. But it was just something that, you know, you'd never run into it. So how would you even know? Right? Yeah. And, that, and that, it's funny that that's what we do now. Right. And, and the sandwich again, right? So I do that with my kids, teaching them or trying to teach them, you know, the basics of things that I assume they would know. Because when we were in college, I remember my first accounting class, they taught me how to balance a checkbook, right? That was the first thing I did. So like, here's your statement, right? right? You they send you all the checks, right? You take all the checks that are there. Then you see the ones that are not there. That means they're outstanding. You subtract them and that's your balance, right? That's how you, you, you balance it. They don't do that anymore. So I try to teach my kids those kind of things. And, you know, the basic, how to change a car tire, right? Those little things that they would never think of because we never made them do that. Well, he, he, the, yeah. And, and by the way, similar to that, Monica just moved out and she said, so, well, she just bought a house six months ago. And she goes, dad, the realtor says, I've got to turn on the electricity in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, 
you call power company, <laughs> you get on right. the phone, they're going to ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's stuff you kind of take for granted because you've been paying power bill for, you know, 40 years. Right. But here's the funny thing about that, though. The same way that you're teaching your kids these basic skills, I'm teaching, I'm sure you're doing the same thing. My in-laws, other skills that they're not aware of, like, my mother's like, what happened to the cable in this house? I said, we're streaming now. She goes, what the heck is streaming? I'm like, well, you take this little app, you download this thing. Instead of watching cable, you watch direct, you know, whatever the case may be. So they're like, oh, my goodness. So every time there's an issue with the phone, and she's always the one that's like locking it and doing all these things. So, oh, can you help me? So let me see the phone. What did you do? Yesterday, so, I was yesterday I was setting up HBO Max for my in-laws <laughs> because they want to see uh, the Gilded Age. It's a program. And it was like, okay, yeah. here's how you... Here's how you use this, and it's a whole different. So yeah, so we're teaching. So again, we're right in the middle, right? And you know, we're we're teaching kids the way things were done 20 years ago, and we're teaching our parents that haven't done anything in 20 years how to do it today, and kind of balance that whole thing around. It keeps us it really keeps us in yesterday and today, and the future. And I, you know, hopefully one day, I'm looking at my grandkids, my three year old, my one year old, that at one point they're going to be looking at me going, Grandpa, come on, you're a moron, give me that thing, you know. <laughs> your flying car how can you not know how to drive this thing you know one of those things yeah. well and you know it's really funny because because i'm online so much sophie my youngest comes up and, and tells her friend he goes i'm one of the few kids that asks my dad how to do tiktok <laughs> <laughs> just because i happen to be in it but for the most part i remember when i was learning first myspace because i was using it a little bit and then facebook it was how does this work and right. they were the ones showing you technology in the other direction my conversation with Raul went long, so I decided to divide this into a part one and a part two. So stay tuned to the next episode where we continue this conversation. You've been listening to the Let's Talk Community podcast with George Diaz. To subscribe to this program or find other marketing resources for your business, visit us at www.celebratingrelationships.com. That's www.celebratingrelationships.com. Thanks for listening.